Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. I was beginning to wonder if people were taking a long weekend or something. It took everybody a, a little while to get into the chat room today, JC. I was like, where did everybody go? <laughs> How are you doing, JC? I'm good. Doing well, doing well. The whole family moving right along. Sorry, I'm good. You're good? Oh, there you go. All right. Got JC some sound in there. Now you're doing well, right? Well, it's uh, post-holidays. This is Cyber Shopping Monday. Um, just in case you live in a hole somewhere and you don't actually know those kind of things. But... Uh, <laughs> That's funny. Isender says my granddaughter keeps changing the icon thingy. <laughs> so I just want to take a second to breathe and say hello to everybody that's joined us here today from Pennsylvania and Tampa and Kansas, Arizona. Uh, and yes, uh, Kimberly, I am teaching a class at 8 p.m. tonight. So that's almost like a double header, isn't it? So our just since you opened that door there, I'll go ahead and show you what we're doing. I am teaching a class with the Leadership Institute. Here we have the training that we're doing. This is an actually a town hall on the Electoral College in the 12th Amendment with a follow up from uh, Dina. Espenscheid, who is the one of the program directors at Leadership Institute, to teach you some activism. And this is really exciting, JC, because Dina's actually going to be sitting in your chair. All right. Dina's going to be in our studio. We have our big conference coming on. Remember, we've been talking about this. We have the uh, Leadership Institute Political Leadership Boot Camp happening here in Tampa, December 3rd, 4th, and 5th. And so Dina is in town. And we're going to be doing all of these nifty things with the Leadership Institute, training up people to be more than keyboard warriors, to be more than complainers, to be more than people who are frustrated, aggravated, irritated, but now activated. Did you see how I did that? Mm -hmm. Maybe I should sign a records deal or something become a oh, rapper sounds good <laughs> do it do it there you go sure why not <laughs> go for it you forgot go for it greetings from oregon hey oregon people going to be in oregon coming up here in december uh so go to chrisannhall.com check out the calendar Find out we're going to be in Oregon and sign up for those classes. That will be December 28th and 29th. So set your calendar and meet JC and I in Oregon. And uh, just, man, I'm, I'm excited to be up north in the wintertime. It's going to be interesting. Are you ready to drive in the mountains in the snow, JC? Sure. So I'm interested in covering in, in just talking about this because this article that I found up here, because of the fact that I'm always, I'm always interested in what CNN is describing as lies. That's always very interesting to me. And I scrolled down this thing, JC, and the first thing that I found was, uh, according to CNN New York, President Donald Trump spoke on Sunday with Fox News anchor Maria Bartiromo. I don't know if I should this. His first TV interview since the election. His the conversation was riddled with lies and conspiracy theories. Now, what's interesting is that Donald Trump. What what really caught my eye was not the fact that Donald Trump is saying that it was. Uh, an election fraud happened and all of that. It was this statement right here. So false allegations on voting issues, according to CNN. We had glitches where they moved thousands of vote from my account to Biden's account. Trump falsely told Bart 
Bartiramo as he continued to bash mail-in voting and incorrectly claimed, quote, dead people were applying to get a ballot. Now, I think that Donald Trump simply misspoke here. I don't believe anybody dead actually applied to get a ballot. But I don't think that there's any real dispute that there were dead people. Well, I guess CNN would dispute that as a conspiracy theory. But we have actual election records from people, uh, supervisors of elections, that show that certain ballots came in with people born in like 1800 or something. Mm -hmm. So I'm guessing maybe they're saying that this is a false because dead people were applying to get a ballot because those people actually dead didn't actually apply to get a ballot. But I don't think that changes the fact that dead people, uh, well, I don't, and dead people weren't voting, but dead people's names were used to vote. And Again, it's always interesting to me how they identify conspiracy theory. We actually had the Senate of the state of Pennsylvania conduct a hearing and discovered that there were many election abnormalities in the Pennsylvania election, which is which is interesting. So, again, it's a matter of how do you interpret how do you how do you look at what people are saying right what is that you got over there oh uh, just looking at website mention yeah uh who owns unmask the the lies uh i don't know mm. but fact checking who's fact checking cnn because they are the fact checkers right yeah right <laughs> So here we have. Could it be they have no other script? It is getting. What they do. I know, but the thing is, is that yeah. Well, it's just what they do. What you meaning? No other script, but then to lie about right. everything. Right. Yeah. Trump's lying, and here's some lies to prove it. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, CNN. Can you do that again? Can you get some new material? No, apparently not. But they spread it out through through all the the media's the you know the media heads. Uh, yeah. So here we have the case for shortening presidential transitions. So that, but that's the technicality. Mm -hmm. He's lying because dead people weren't actually voting. Yeah. yeah. The lie is. Oh, sorry, CNN. Yeah, dead people were applying for to get a ballot. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I, I'm so, so dead sorry people weren't actually yeah, applying. Sorry you can't understand the implications of plain English. Mm-hmm. When when my fourteen year old understands what that statement meant, right? No, actually, live people were requesting ballots in the name of dead people and voting. So you have right. to like be that elementary, yeah. So that CNN doesn't say that's a lie. Dead people weren't really voting. He yeah. thinks zombies vote. <laughs> what an idiot! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's what we meant. So. And I imagine there's a kind of technicality in here that they're also leading on where it glitches where they moved thousands of my votes of votes from my account to Biden's account. There's probably some semantic linguistic right. thing you, you in know there. There are technically not accounts. Yes. See, that's that's what I'm saying. <laughs> there, dude. there is no vote. That's account. right. Count. Yeah. So technically, this is a false statement. Mm hmm. <laughs> Ay Thank yeah. you, CNN. I love this. Frankly, there's not much I, I daylight between already. Maria and Infowars conspiracy theorist Alex Jones. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So next case, case for shortening presidential transitions. This is actually something that I've talked about before the whole idea of why are we having a transition in November in November when there is no actual president transfer of a power the transfer Correct. of power does not happen until January 20th so why do we have a transition before January 20th 
maybe maybe the better argument is if, if you'd like more time then move the actual vote because the actual vote hasn't happened yet it has not it won't happened yet. yet for some time now <laughs> dragon's talent thank you for your super chat says zombie lives matter that's right <laughs> We must stop zombies from voting. Yes. Well, we actually That's have a President voting Trump thing says. up here today. Um, you know, the the non-citizen By the way, issue. Why would it be controversial that CNN can't get behind that? Get CNN, behind what? CNN, CNN is actually for zombies mm -hmm. voting. Mm -hmm. Do we know where these zombies were born? Yeah. I mean, we can't even nail that down if you want to run for president. <laughs> so you don't have to be an American to be the president, mm -hmm. nor do you have to be alive to vote. Is that on, that should they mm -hmm. should put that on the Democrat website, like mm -hmm. the national platform? You know, we we believe in we believe in because uh, they would be let's see they would be pro zombie voting, right? Right. So we believe in securing voting right, voting rights for zombies, for zombies, mm -hmm. and uh, presidential positions for <laughs> foreigners right for aliens. dead people aliens. if hey look let's just say aliens. if they have the right to vote then they have the right to run for office that, that's the so reason. if dead people are voting why can't dead people yeah. run for office so dead people and aliens uh can be president right it's well okay. hey uh those of my fellow missourians out there remember that we actually had a dead guy win governor in missouri how about a dead alien? A dead. The Democrats voted in a dead guy for governor because they said they'd rather vote for a dead guy than a Republican. Yeah, that's very Democrat. <laughs> and then, then, like an aristocracy, they voted elect a dead guy and then gave it to his wife. Yes, Barbara, I thought so too. Not only the president should be born here, but the vice president, as I understand it, yeah, uh, should also be born here. Yeah. Um. Yeah. 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 Well, that's because the really the only position for right. a vice president is to become president when the president dies or becomes incapacitated or something. I mean, how, how bizarre that you should be you should belong to the country you're president of. <laughs> what a what You're a, a xenophobe, a, JC. You are idea. a racist xenophobe today. Why can't we have some Frenchman running for be president of the United States? Why not have an Iranian? Thank you China's. Uh, for that difficult question. I'm going to venture an answer. Thank you. This isn't France. <laughs> this isn't Iran. <laughs> you I mean, want to be president? I'm just spitballing here, <laughs> but that would be my take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want to be president and you're an Iranian, run for president of Iran. Iran. <laughs> Jamaica. Jamaica. Whatever. Whatever. Hey, let me vows in the in the room. I to say this is our little friend here today from the Arapahoe County Sheriff's Department, Colorado, Arapahoe County, uh, Colorado. Val, Val, who's in our chat room now, sent us this little little canine dog. Isn't that really nice? Along with two fresh baked loaves of bread and JC doesn't even know about this yet, Val. Homemade cinnamon rolls. That we're having for breakfast tomorrow. He looks a little sweeter than the real thing. I think he's just a puppy. Yeah. He's not. Yeah. I, those those guys are, are, are meanie looking. So anyway, I found this article, JC. And uh, I liked the headline because I thought, wow, is Yahoo actually going to take up a case that, that I've been making argument for? Right? So I thought, I like the headline. Let's look at the article. Well, here you have, it's a really nice little presidential history about the animosity between uh, between Adams and Jefferson. And, you know, they 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 want to turn uh, they, they make John Adams and Donald Trump like the same personality. And Thomas Jefferson, of course, is Joe Biden. Oh, my gosh. And and so they play this whole thing. And. So basically, uh, the the crux of the article is this, not the real constitutional presentation that we should not have a transition on January 20th when the president is actually confirmed, 
but that we should confirm the president sooner. So we should have the election in November. And why do we have to have 90 days for transition? Right, because they don't even, they're ignoring a fact, obviously, that, hey, guess what? Uh, the, the, the election hasn't even taken place yet. Mm-hmm. So in the media and the, the generally uneducated public, the election has already taken place. So why do we have to wait 90 days to confirm the president? Why aren't we just confirming the president now so that, hey, you got the votes in? It's been declared. AP declared it. So it's done. Now we just start the transition. And then Donald Trump can't make appointments. You know, he can't be president, basically, is what they're saying until January 20th. Right. So Biden has to be president now because AP has declared the election. And since Donald AP has declared the election and Biden has been declared the winner, then Biden should just be the president now. And then, you know, Donald Trump goes away. But constitutionally, guys, the votes are not cast until December 14th. They are not counted until January 6th. And the the swearing in doesn't happen until January 20th. Here's an idea. Um, It's 2020. We don't live in caves. Um, (laughs) Woo, JC's going to be on a roll today, guys. Get ready. Food, you know, out around the fire, barefoot with our loincloth on. How about we go? After we just killed the saber-toothed tiger. How how about we go blockchain, (laughs) digital voting, vote on January 1st. You got 20 days to get the new guy in there. Boom, you're done. Stop with all this nonsense. Why? You know, I mean. You know, why don't we just have the vote on? Why don't we have the vote? So the, the, the elector college vote takes place in the middle of December. Why don't we schedule the popular vote four days from the electoral college. So you have time to actually, you know, fight over it. And then four days after voting, what is there to fight over? Okay. There you go. It is what it is. Well then three days. Boom. Calculated. Three days. No lawsuits, no canvassing, no dead people voting, no dead French people voting, no dead aliens voting, uh, you know, I mean, maybe somehow we can incorporate the requirement to be a natural born citizen in here as well. And nobody from foreign countries are actually running for president or vice president. I mean, she's I think going to get that, us kicked off. Of I YouTube think today. that is doable. I didn't say any. I didn't name anybody's name. <laughs> oh, you don't saying, have to. You don't have to. Is that not a sound principle? Is that not still part of the com- Constitution? It is that a president or vice president must yes. be a natural born citizen? Yep. Why, why wouldn't we want to include that? in there as a security if that's possible we got blockchain so what you're telling uh, me is that you know the idea is it it's not hackable it's not corruptible let's do it we got the technology it exists w- what are we waiting on so by the way i haven't heard a single freaking congressman talk about that they're all ranting and raving and grandstanding about all the corruption that's taking place what single person have you heard who is who is our so-called elected officials what single individual has actually offered a legitimate solution? I've heard none, nobody. So this is just like the freaking NRA. It's just like abortion and all these other topics. They don't want to fix anything because you won't be able to fundraise the next go around. I would say there's too much money. I just kind of had too much money to be lost. Drama and all the claptrap of the people who are complaining do you know really don't give a damn about fixing it do you know how much fundraising has been happening over the election fraud do you know how much lawyers are you going know. to be making off the election fraud? the same way you won't actually certain organizations won't actually support legislation that protects your right to keep and bear arms because if we actually pass laws that protect your right to keep and bear arms their lawyers won't make money fighting the violations i've had my dinner in a hot air balloon i'm fed up (laughs) okay 
Just saying. Yeah. Dad, dad joke. So dad, come on, dad give me joke. a freaking break. So here's the thing. It's just a lot of talk, man. It's just the, all these guys. It's just talk. It's all talk. So let me ask you, JC, because I, I want to understand this. Blockchain voting. We vote all day blockchain voting, right? And then at 7 p.m., blockchain voting stops. At what point in time do you have a count on blockchain voting? If the voting stops at seven, as fast as a computer can make a computation. So, technically, I mean, boom, it's there. And the, the count's thing, happening the thing, along the, the thing way. The about it is about on the blockchain ledger, then you can go and see your own vote, mm -hmm. right? That one person, one vote, there it is. It's not a dead guy. My vote didn't go to somebody else. It is what I. What I, what I cast, there it is. I don't have to wait for, like in our county, our EDI, the supervisor of election, like they can't even build a freaking website. Oh, and it's how, how do you, you don't even know what, what, what the results are. You're waiting. We're still waiting all these counties and, and all this stuff. We got to ship ballots in the mailbox and find them in the dumpster and set fire to whatever. Bro, blockchain voting. You pick up your app. Boom. Trump. Come on. Done. Even in the most impoverished places in America. Oh, my God. People uh, in have the world. cell in phones. In the world. There is not a single Patients place. Patients have like two cell phones. There is not a single place on this planet. I see I see videos all the time. I mean, I'm talking about people living in ramshackle huts in the bush. They got cell phones, iPads, laptops. So give me a break. I don't yeah. care where you are. So you're you don't overseas. have to go stand in line. No, there's no reason to go stand in line. No reason. So this, my, what I'm saying is, the technology exists to make it essentially an uncorruptible right system, right? Uh, an efficient system, a fast mm -hmm. system, and still maintain the same structure: electoral, co popular vote, electoral college, popular vote, guiding the informs the state, right? Slate of electors, electoral college, boom, make the vote. So have this, this year, just to, to have a date number to work with this year, if since the electoral vote is actually cast on December 14th, we could have had the popular vote with blockchain voting. We could have had the popular vote on December 12th. Mm -hmm. And then that would have given the electors enough time to actually go and do what they're alone. We got to get. We go up one more. We got to get Donovan's. Super chat up there. I haven't had Don't to let that. me distract you. So we have um we we have then at least two days for the electors to actually make their decision to cast their vote, which could also be blockchain, right? The electors, yeah, and then they're certified and everything. No reason for paper, whatever. And then then there's no then then all you have is the the formality of waiting. Uh, until January 6th to announce the vote. You can actually change that by law, by the way. You could have the vote cast on December 14th. You could have the, the Senate count the vote on December 20th. And then you only have 30 days to engage in a transition process money or laundering, whatever. Money laundering process. Money, yeah. money laundering process. AKA transition. Right. So Donovan Jewett, with your $20 super chat, thank you so much. What is the legal or lawful remedy if it is proven that after January 20th, 21, the wrong candidate was inaugurated due to fraud? Well, the the legal thing would be that the, the president is then declared unfit, right? And according to the Constitution, if the president is declared to be unfit, then the vice president becomes president. However... If the the uh, because both of them are unfit based on the same ballot, then the person that would have to be fit would be the one that actually won. Right. So there would have to be a legal way to then incorporate that because of fraud. It's just, you know, I mean, it's not rocket science. I don't understand what the big question is here. Mm -hmm. They keep moving the line, Patriots. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. It's all about the moving it moving it moving it, moving it and that's what this was all about the case for shortening the presidential transition was not to uh you know move the vote closer to january 20th the it was to move the appointment closer to november mm -hmm. 
So, by the way, if you're going to do that, you're going to have to amend the Constitution because the Constitution establishes that the last day in office for the president is January 20th. So you're yeah. going to have to amend the Constitution to make that happen. Right. And that's a full scale amendment. There's no amendment necessary to change the technology and the mechanism. Mm -mm. I mean, so I, I, you know, the whole point is. Uh, you the technology is there the know-how is there you mm -hmm. know people have questions of you know how do you make sure there's no extra votes and all this sort of thing all all, all of the all the know-how is there people know how mm -hmm. to do this yep um it could have been done it could have been done already it could have been done prior to this election and you know jc as you said all of the senators all the state all the republicans whatever that are so ticked off about how this is happening how many of them have offered this solution yeah. How many? I mean, this should be the big no, news. This should be the, the big whole, story on Fox. That's the whole point. What are you, what are you doing is. about it? I mean, I, I, I get it. And I and Kimberly's right. Make the office of the president too important. Mm -hmm. I, I get it. That's the thing now. And it's yeah. all about, you know, let's fight the legal battles and they're still fighting for Trump and he's going to pull it out and, you know, whatever. But there's a bigger there's a bigger story here. It's bigger yeah. than just one president. Right. Gaining the office. And I, I, I my point is. The people who are running around indignant about whatever and we're fighting for Trump and look at all this corruption. Who's talking about fixing it? So this is the question we need to ask, not, you know, well, you have you have evidence of the corruption and where is this happening and all this stuff? No. The question is, OK, what do you propose to do about this? Mm -hmm. And that's why you see, I think, on the one side, which is crazy this this actual scenario was flipped like the conversation was in reverse in 2016 so you have the democrats running around like there's no such thing as voter fraud that right. never happens there's no evidence right. of this this is a fantasy this is complete conspiracy theory guess what in 2016 all these conspiracy theories belong to them it was coming out of their mouth. <laughs> yeah. Now, all of a sudden, here we are in 2020 yeah. and everything they were arguing four years ago. Right. Is conspiracy theory now. It's right. Turned into conspiracy. Theory. Which is. So that's the whole point of why now they're arguing this. When they argued that it happened, they were also talking about the Democrats. When the when the Democrats, this was their narrative in 2016 mm -hmm. of how illegitimate the election was. I posted on my Instagram story after st headline after headline. You go to the Internet Wayback Machine. Yeah. Everything that uh, <laughs> Trump is Trump's legal team is arguing now. Yeah. The Democrat legal team was arguing in 2016. Mm -hmm. Yet the news at that time wasn't saying this is somebody's ego. This is an attack on democracy. And, he, you know, Hillary's full of lies. Now, the same things, the same stinking narrative. That was pushed by Jill Stein, the Democrats, Hillary Clinton, and every other Democrat candidate. Now, when Trump says those same things, it's conspiracy theory. And you got a whole freaking article. In fact, every hour, every day on CNN mm -hmm. of how many lies Trump is telling. Why wasn't it lies in 2016? Okay, so the story is when they said it in 2016, there was no talk in what do we do to solve it. Now, in 2020, the other team is talking about it, and still there's no talk of how to solve it because none of them want it solved. Because then if you actually fix this thing, they can't use the kabuki theater that they're all engaged in to piss people off, to scare people to death, so they can play you like a bunch of marionette puppets and make you do what they want to do. So I'm disgusted with all of them from top to bottom because this entire crisis reveals how fraudulent they are. I can't hardly count on a single hand, one single freaking representative mm -hmm. who's discussing solutions which would indicate that you legitimately give a crap about this country and its future. Right. Just my five cents. I, I threw an extra three cents in there uh, for a bonus. So I'm going to shut up now. I'm just pissed at this clap trap. I'm, I'm sick of hearing them do something about it or shut the hell up and go home. Well, you know, JC, that's actually where the title of today's show came from. The uh, politics twist truth because of the distortion now over time of what is true and what's not. 
So here we have, I wanted to talk about this too, because this is something that we've got to watch for. This is something that JC and I have been telling you about for a long time. And this is about now the Supreme Court is now going to be hearing the issue of the um, Donald Trump's, well, they say Trump's, but the, the, the removal of non-residents or non-resident aliens from the census, okay? And so this year, the census department said that we're not going to count non-citizens in our census. And then you get the people like this dude, every person counts, right? Well, what is the purpose of this, right? This is goes right along with JC's rant about how if you live in Iran, run for president for Iran there, right? But look at this. Here it is. What well, listen. Uh the court on Monday considered a high-stakes dispute focused on a July memo in which Trump ordered the Department of Commerce to exclude undocumented people. I love how they put that undocumented people. They are aliens, guys. People who are non-citizens. If you are going to make a, a, a word collocation of undocumented people, why don't we save a few letters and spaces and characters and call them non-citizens? All right. So to exclude non-citizens from the census tally used, ready, used to determine how many seats a state gets in Congress. Excuse me, people. Let's just be very clear here. What do non-citizens have invested in having representation in our House of Representatives? They are not citizens. You don't get to be represented in our government if you don't submit yourself to the jurisdiction of our government. To be to submit yourself to the jurisdiction of our government, you have to take that little thing called citizenship. Citizenship. And if you are not a citizen, go vote in your country of citizenship. You don't get representatives here. But I have been saying this now, JC, for a year, that the whole purpose of this, we must count these because it started off. No, no, no. We just need to know how to appropriate funds, you know, because we give certain aid to non-citizens and we need to be able to count the non-citizens so can... we can give them aid. Here we go. Further down the road, we need to count non-citizens according to these nincompoops so we can give non-citizens representation in Congress. I, you know, every time I can tell I'm going to have a migraine after this <laughs> broadcast. I swear to God. Uh, every time I hear this argument, I mean, I, 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 this, I feel like after I slap the person, I, I want to barge into their house and just start, just snatch everything out of their refrigerator and just take yep. it. Just take it. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't understand the logic, the disconnect with these people because they are, you know, besides, uh, besides the people seriously uh, trying to destroy the country, you have the useful idiots that really believe this stuff, right? It's like, hey, I bought the groceries in this refrigerator. You don't have the right to come in and take my stuff. You have no claim to anything here to put an obligation on anybody here to hand you a thing, to give you aid in anything i just i just hate this thought process this disconnect where and now let me include our no borders libertarian brethren you people are crippled too high for crutches the uh, this idea of everything belongs to everybody no it doesn't you you're not of this nation you're not of this country you're not of this community you, you don't just because you cross the border does not obligate anybody else to give you anything. I'm happy with supporting charity out of the goodness of my heart. I'm willing to help people. But the idea that you show up with this, this entitlement mentality that you believe that you, you are entitled and you through the force of government can put an obligation on every other person 
to give you a portion of their stuff and give you representation in a country you don't even freaking belong to. Right. If you want represent representation, join the country. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. You know, that's like, of course, this this manifests in the reality, like in California, where you have people you seriously have stories of some homeless person. What do you call that? Squatting in someone's backyard, pitching a tent literally on their porch, six feet from their door. And the person can't kick the homeless guy in his tent off their property without the homeowner going to jail. Mm -hmm. So th that's where this lunacy extends. This is just a manifestation of that, that, that you have a right just to squat here. No, join the country. Yeah. Let us know you're loyal to this nation. Let us know you support the principles of this nation. Let us know you want to join the nation. Right. That's what that's what we mean by citizenship. Is there a state that you actually belong to or you're just squatting in America? You just you cross the borders. You want to live illegally, break the laws when you want to do whatever the hell you want to. And then you get all the benefits paid for by others who are having to be subjected to all the restraints of the law right. and the system that we live in. I mean, come on. All right. So let me let me just take a minute to show you what the big problems here are in this. OK, what exactly? Number one, what is exactly is the argument here? Right. So the argument is that we have to account these people for apportionment, meaning we've got to have these people counted, these non-citizens counted. So we know how much of the federal funding should go to this state based on the number of people they have and how much money should go to this state based on the number of people that they have. Problem number one. The federal government isn't constitutionally authorized to redistribute wealth. So the whole premise for we have to count non-citizens so we know how much money to send to each state is a false premise because it is an unconstitutional authority. There's no constitutional authority for the federal government to be handing out money. So here's false premise number one. False premise number two. The apportionment clause, right? So here's what we're talking about here. We're talking about Article 2, Section, Article 1, Section 2, Clause 3, about represent, representatives and direct taxes shall be apportioned among the several states. Do you know why we why our founders put those two things together, JC? Because if you just let it for, uh, you know, the census to count the number of people for the representatives with nothing else, then the states would lie about how many they had in their population so they could have greater representation, greater power in the federal government. But they also, because remember, when we were founded, the federal debt was to be paid by the states. And so... The apportionment from the sentence census was also to to determine how much of the federal debt they paid. So this was a check and balance to keep the states from adding numbers to get more power in D.C. They stuck the debt in there at the same time so that the same numbers that gave them authorization for representation were the same numbers that made them have to pay the amount of money to the federal government. So the more number of people you have, the more money you have to portion for your share of the federal debt. Now, here's the problem, right? Number one, we don't actually reapportion our representatives anymore. They've been in the same place since 1922. And direct taxes are not apportioned among the states anymore. They come out of our pockets. Mm -hmm. So now because the states aren't required based on their population to pay a debt, which would keep them wanting low numbers, we now have the actual reality they were trying to prevent by having the states lie about the number of people that they have so they have greater power in Washington, D.C. Well, and the core problem is we left. 
I mean, we left the proper structure a long time ago. I mean, you gave the IRS the power to reach into your bank account and take money through direct taxation from the federal government, which is supposed to, to work for the states and be paid by the states. Uh, you know, and, and the same thing. Somebody said uh, the squad and AOC and all that crew, uh, they're they're Americans and they don't, you know, Pelosi and they hate American values. It's because we started down this road. This mentality started a long time ago. It, the very idea that there's no necessity to be loyal to this country. There's no necessity to understand the principles this nation is founded upon and respect them. So we, we started we started down this trail a long time long time ago and they're just continuing continuing to to drive drive the nails you know and that, i i guess that's why i'm so ticked off i feel like the spirit of alex jones is in me tonight mm -hmm. turn the freaking frogs gray i'll eat you you know whatever <laughs> i mean that's what i feel like i'll freaking eat you don't right even, don't even right, try right. Me. i'll freaking eat you i'll i'll cook you up on the grill and eat you don't <laughs> don't even don't even come at me you know what i mean that's I, I'm I just am so fed up with this absolute lunacy. But see, this is not the end of it, though, JC. This really is not the end of it, because not only do you have this, I want you to see this, this part here. Right. So according to The Guardian, Amy Coney Barrett and Brett Kavanaugh appear to be somewhat wary of the idea that the Constitution authorizes the president to categorically exclude undocumented immigrants from the apportionment counts. The Constitution says congressional sheet seats should be apportioned based on the whole number of persons. Now they want to look to the text of the Constitution and devise a meaning out of five stinking words instead of actually reading all of Article 1, Section 2, Clause 3 and saying, well, wait a minute. Uh, we are supposed to have the number of people. Look at this. Uh, taxes. But we should also be apportioning taxes among the several states. And here's the thing. If we're going to be talking about the whole number of persons, right? So why shouldn't we also look at the fact that it says according to their respective numbers, the numbers of the states based on the numbers of that that will impact the state both positively and detrimentally, right? So. This is not about everyday people. If we're going to talk about this, this is not just human bodies walking the street. When it talks about their numbers, when it talks about representatives, when it's talking about direct taxes, they're talking about citizens. They're talking about citizens. Well, why doesn't it say citizen then? Because the bottom line is, JC, it was so understood as basic elementary politics that our founders thought surely they don't have to be that stupid where they don't actually have to tell them you know yeah. citizens p.s if sixty thousand foreigners show up on a train that's not actually who we were talking about yeah i mean how dumb do I you know. have to be i'm not going to yeah. mention the word guillotine but i mean there comes a point where <laughs> you're just so freaking stupid uh, yeah. What actually solution is there for you? What cure for you? Now, somebody I don't that, remember that who it was crazy. put up there in the in the chat room. Where's where's I need some good news. I need some good news. I want to show you what Patrick Henry says, because we do. No, no, no. Don't be bad because <laughs> we do plenty of shows where these are the good things that are happening. Right. But here's what Patrick Henry says. Let's, let me share this with you, Mr. President. It is natural to man to indulge in the illusions of hope. We are apt to shut our eyes against a painful truth and listen to the song of that siren till she transforms us into beasts. Is this the part of Wiseman engaged in a great and arduous struggle for liberty? Are we disposed to be of the number of those who, having eyes see not and having ears hear not the things which so nearly concern their temporal salvation? For my part, whatever anguish of spirit it may cost, I am willing to know the whole truth, to know the worst, and to provide for it. So sometimes we got to be out there with just the facts and you got to know it. Because if you just want to go, no, 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 I don't want to know the bad stuff. I'm tired of hearing all the bad stuff. You know what the problem is? You are listening to unproductive bad stuff. 
You are listening to the chants, the rhetorics, the complaints that are the unproductive bad stuff. We're trying to give you the good productive stuff, right? It's bad, but we have to provide for it. That's why JC was saying, look, guys, you've got to be doing something about this, not just sitting around. Uh, we do not need to register online or do anything for the Sisters Oregon 2829 in Oregon, uh, 29 of December. Just show just show up. I also wanted to let you know for the Oregon people, we will also be in Salem, Oregon on February 19th and 20th. I know it's winter. You guys got to plan ahead, that kind of stuff. So we'll be in Salem on the 19th and 20th. We're all over the place, guys. You got to go to chrisannhall.com, click on the calendar and see the details. By the way, I just mentioned that. And then uh, President-elect Ampleforth obviously went to the Chris Ann Hall website, clicked on the calendar, said, oh, look, it's in Sisters, Oregon. And so uh, that's that's how you do that. That's how you find that. So very good. We have to we have to do this. JC. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I hate this for you today. JC's blood pressure is up. We need to get Sisters, you. Sisters, Oregon. Yes, Sisters, Oregon. Sisters, Go Oregon ahead. in December That's and fine. Salem, Oregon in I'll February. I'll punch a wall or something when I'm done. We've got the I don't gloves. know why. I'm just, I, this is like. I get that way sometimes, dude. I totally ah. get you. I know. It's just sometimes it's it's like Jenga. It's frustrating. And I know. It's, we, it's like Jenga. Sometimes you just, the tower has to fall. And I know. You know, I mean, we're involved in things. We yeah. know there are people doing things, a lot of things being done, right. progress and different things being accomplished. I get that. Uh, but, you know, sometimes it's just um, just ticks me off. I just that's what's crazy, Robin. I just had a vacation. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I think actually my vacation was too long. I, I actually think I was thinking it was Robin, too short that I had too much of a vacation. Yeah. And I think that's the problem. Yeah. No, I think so you come for me, it was too and short. It's like a freaking punch in the mouth. Like you, you because we weren't although we were in, uh, you know, we were in Colorado for the little time. And then you had the, the Thanksgiving thing where we were sort of unplugged with um, Chris Ann never gets various jobs that we do. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're still doing yeah. what you do yeah. every day, but there's other jobs that we didn't have to do. You got like six jobs that you mm -hmm. do every day. Um so yeah, I think that's it. You you get you get so unplugged and then you come back and are bombarded with the stuff, particularly when it doesn't the change. never changes. The narrative never, never freaking changes. Never changes. And the argument is still the same. And I think Hey what, JC, you want to go to Bakersfield, California? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So hey, Elizabeth Jacobs Lawrence Hendricks, let's schedule something. Yeah, that's my Please. home. Uh, that's where JC's roots are, yeah. man. We'd love to come to Bakersfield. So here's the last article for you for today, JC. Are you ready? Love well. Thank you, Karen. The IRS and the second, the right to keep and bear arms. Yeah, see. And here we have Lisa Falaktar pled guilty in 2011 to federal tax fraud, a felony which is punishable up to three years in federal prison and a fine up to $100,000. She was sentenced to three years probation. She didn't go to prison. And she received a fine of $10,000 and forced to pay the IRS $250,000 in back taxes, interest, and penalties. You know, when the IRS doesn't pay you, do they have to, on time, do they have to pay you interest, penalties, and back, you know, whatever? See, this is this is what ticks me off because I know the IRS is absolutely destroying us. Uh, and and here's the thing. I look at this. I roll my eyes, JC, and I don't even believe that she actually committed a crime. No, I don't actually believe what I believe is the IRS bullied her financially and judicially to where she said, OK, fine, just tell me what I have to do to get you off my back. Because the money is growing and the stress is growing and the cost of the lawyers is going to cost me more than it is to fight you. Right. OK. But according to federal law, it is unlawful, quote, for any person who's been convicted in any court of a crime punishable by imprisonment for a term exceeding one year to possess any firearm or any firearm or ammunition. In other words, 
federal statute has placed the Second Amendment off limits to all federal felons. Well, but they're off limits to most state felons, too. So here's the thing we've been talking about. You want to talk about judicial reform. Right. Number one, number one, the IRS operates without any respect to due process whatsoever. So all of this is done absent the terms of due process because of the administrative courts, which are our modern day star chambers. Right. Then you have somebody who didn't even go to prison, didn't even commit a crime with a gun, didn't even commit a violent crime. And now who, who, I'm sorry, who? The federal government is now saying you can't have a gun. Pretty sure the language in the, in the Second Amendment is shall not be infringed. There is absolutely no authority whatsoever for the federal government to tell anyone who can and cannot own firearms. But here we are, the IRS, and this is going to come before the Supreme Court, right? Persons have who have committed serious crimes forfeit the right to possess firearms much the way they forfeit other civil liberties such as the right to vote, stated Judge Thomas Ombro uh, in his federal courtroom. So number one, let me get this straight just so everybody doesn't have a conversation about this. Your right to keep and bear arms is not a civil right. Your right to keep and bear arms comes from your natural right to, to protect and defend your individual right to protect and defend your life, your liberty, and your property. Your right to keep and bear arms is not a civil right that comes through contract with government. It is a natural right based on your right to survive and perpetuate your own life. So this idea that your right to keep and bear arms is something that you gain because of a contractual relationship with individuals in your society is absolutely false. Your a right to vote is a contractual relationship, right, with your society in government. We want to change that now because you don't even have to be a citizen. You have to be a member of the contractual agreement in order to vote. So let me ask you, JC. So I would say American if people if 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 there's lack of clarity on the whole surrounding the whole citizenship word and label. So be an American. So. If the right to vote is a civil liberty and a civil liberty is a, a liberty derived from a contract being in a uh, in a relationship, in a contractual legal relationship with people in society, how is it that non-citizens can claim the civil liberty of the right to vote? Right. Interesting. I mean, if we're going to talk about this, we're going to break this down into semantics. Well, I think right? this, this is the semantics. What's more to the point? Somebody said, uh, Kimberly, I think, said earlier, why doesn't Congress do anything about it? Congress is the one that created the problem. Yeah. Which so is what he referred. I mean, he's basically is, saying I can't be an activist judge. Right. I just have to follow the law. And I didn't do this. Congress did this. Yeah. Which, again, is another misnomer because you're not being an activist judge right. by following your oath of office yeah. to support and defend the Constitution of the United States without Correct. hesitation or mental reservation. Correct. I don't. So I don't, this is I don't this is the whole person. Yeah. But he he is right about the source. Right. If you defer to the legislature's determination, mm -hmm. then what you admit is there is absolutely no restraint whatsoever ever on the legislator's authority to write a law to that the constitution law. is a completely invisible null and void document and congress can write whatever law they want based on whatever they can get the majority of people in congress to vote for and in our when our courts say 
that we defer to the legislature's determination, then they make themselves moot in the whole process. They are not a check and balance. They are just simply an overfunded bureaucracy that serves no purpose because their purpose, if you want to quote Marbury versus Madison to me, their purpose is to secure the Constitution in the face of unlawful laws. That's their stinking job. Yeah, and in this case, the president could step in because she's convicted of federal crime. He has the right to pardon this person. Yes, the president president could could pardon her. By the way, uh, the president could also, as a check and balance on the legislature, tell the IRS and the ATF, we will not enforce this law. I mean, that's the bottom line. The The president of the the United States, he's the head of the executive. It is his check and balance executive agency. The IRS is an executive agency or at least contracted by an executive agency. The ATF is an executive agency. And so the president in his oath to support and defend the Constitution of the United States would say as the executive, the same as your sheriff would, by the way, Mm -hmm. we will not enforce this law. Because it is contrary to the Constitution. My oath is to the Constitution, not to unconstitutional laws. So, this is what happens, people. When the American people become universally ignorant to the Constitution, when they do not understand the role of the president, when they do not understand the role of the judiciary, can I just simply say one more time, that to to judge uh, Thomas Ambro, um, uh, your entire purpose for existence is to to overturn these kinds of legislation legislature determination determinations of the legislature. Yeah, the sole reason that you exist. Right. The opposite of what he's saying. He's saying yeah. he, he's safeguarding the separation of powers by not not. No, getting in Congress's way. No, no, it's exactly the opposite. It's exactly the opposite. Separation of powers means you're supposed to be a check. Yes. Yes. So if that was the case, this this judge is derelict in his duties Mm -hmm. to remedy a derelict Congress. Bottom line, Congress created this monster. You know what he says here? Judge that has a chance to really shine the light on this Mm -hmm. grievance because it's almost in his argument in there in that statement it's almost like he's admitting hey this is a problem it's not really right but i can't do anything about it right i just have to follow the law i just have to follow the law look at what he says uh here he says the deferent he says safeguards to separation of powers by allowing the deferential approach safeguards the separation of powers by allowing democratically constituted legislatures look how they just ruin those words, not unelected judges to decide in most cases what types of conduct reflect so serious a breach of social compact as to justify the loss of Second Amendment rights. Okay, you see what happens now. I've been trying to tell everybody for a long time now, this is what happens when you start calling them Second Amendment rights instead of natural rights that our founders set them up as. Look, he talks about the breach of the social compact, but then ignores the fact that the greatest part of the social compact, JC, is the Bill of Rights. What an ignorant judge. And these are our judges. I wish you would look up and find out who appointed this guy. See where he came from. My guess is a Republican. Yeah. That's always the way it works. Yeah. Some Bush-type Republican. Yeah. Probably George Bush himself. Well, let's not forget it was Reagan. Deep state, Illuminati class, skull and bone scumbags. Bill Clinton. That guy too. Another skull and bone scumbag. Yeah. He was appointed by Bill Clinton in 2000. You suck. An education from Georgetown University and Georgetown University uh, Law School. uh, Born in Cambridge, Ohio. You're a coward. There is the coward of the day, Thomas Ambro. But by the way, JC, just not to, you know, I mean, he is who he is. He doesn't have a spine. He doesn't have a spine. But the bottom line is this. This is what our law schools are teaching, right? This is what (laughs) 
<laughs> I bet you do know Donovan Jewett, but <laughs> thank, thanks for the sentiment. <laughs> All righty then. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us today. And I love Alex Jones, by the way. I mean, it's not a matter of agreeing with everything, but he is one of the most entertaining individuals ever. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I was watching Jonathan Shuttlesworth last uh, night and he had me in ditches, man. Shuttlesworth. Check the news. Check the news. You guys have got to see this. Uh, Let me let me throw this up just just real quick. So you guys can can be Pastor Rodney Howard Brown on there tonight. Oh, yeah. Uh, Well, he's uh, just as funny. Yeah, he's funny, too. But Jonathan is hilarious. It's the greatest news show. Yeah. Period. 1130 at night. Here it is right here. It's worth staying up for. Uh, Check check the news. Check the news. Revival Today presents Check the News with Jonathan Shuttlesworth. It goes from 1130 to about one. I usually try to watch at least the first half hour. But yesterday I was on till one o'clock. Actually, Colton and I, you were sleeping. Colton and I were in his bedroom in tears laughing because it was so bleeping funny. And Jonathan, Jonathan is, is funny, hilarious. but I'm going to bed. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway. Yep, yep, yep. So I'm going to bed. Nobody's keeping me from bed. I will eat you. I will literally eat you. I will put you on the grill and eat you. <laughs> Don't mess with me. Stinking globalist. I will cook you for dinner. There will be no more globalists anywhere. You'll be in my belly. <laughs> hey, guys, thank you so much for that shout out, Kimberly. Yes, you can donate to us. You can donate to us at chrisannhall.com. You can donate to us here at Super Chat on Facebook, on uh, YouTube. Um, you can, but obviously the best way is to go to chrisannhall.com because then YouTube doesn't get a part of the money, but whatever we, we love the way you participate and that you help us. And if you don't know what that was, Google Alex Jones, I will eat you. (laughs) You will find out. All right, guys, let me just make sure that, you know, right now in one hour town hall at leadershipinstitute.org forward slash electoral college. Go there, sign up in one hour. I will be teaching you what you need to know about the electoral college that no one actually is willing to teach you. You certainly won't hear it from, uh, from, from the media. Thank you for your super chat there. Baltimore to Holland, New Jack. Do you know what that means? Thank you. Yeah. Is that like a expressway or something? All right, guys. God bless. We will see you tomorrow.